second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 144, where I am currently surrounded by a bunch of squatches, a jar of olives, a man with too many words, not enough knowledge, but he tries his best. Tristan, did you get that stain out of your car seat yet? Okay. Also in studio, a man with quite high mileage and countless dreams with no real estate to even store those dreams because he can't even keep a book to his name. People... Ron, what's going on? Wow, you, wow, wow, wow. You steal my time. I know. It was, I didn't even, come up I with didn't your even thing. want to do that. Yeah. Well, I couldn't do the Ron Lane the third joke time again. You've done the intro, and it's absolutely atrocious. Actually, I have plenty of real estate, but but I did I did lose a lot of my books here. Well, right. good thing I buy you some more books for your birthday. Yeah, good books, too, by the way. I meant to tickets. tell you that. Oh, have you so, started them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, whose phones are going off? I guess everyone's phones what blowing the fuck? up. I'm getting messages. I'm going viral right now. Do I have to do it again? Is that your? No, no you're good. God, so, no, no, no. So, no. so Buckley, <laughs> for the love of Christ, no. You look kind. You look kind of tired. You've been doing I a lot of shoveling. Shoveled snow for probably fourteen hours. Wow. He only has three <clears throat> steps in front of his door, but no. So I basically went in at ten a.m. What's today? Fuck. Today is Wednesday, sir. So Tuesday, 10 a.m. to like 10.40 is when p.m. is when I got done. Got home by 11 p.m. And then had to go back in for 4 a.m. So I got like, I don't know, what's, a couple hours of sleep, four hours of sleep maybe, four, three and a half. And then shoveled and ice melted. And so, you know, that's fun. Well, you've never looked better this close to death. I can see death on your doorstep and you look great. No, I'm just kidding. That's mean. Thank you. I don't care. You can be mean. That actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. What'd you say? Say it again. I can see death on your doorstep and it looks great on you. That sounds like a country song. (laughs) I can see death on your doorstep (laughs) and it looks great on you. So we got hit with another hyped up storm. Uh, Don't you think it's funny how they're like naming the snowstorms now? What they name it? Omicron. I forget what it was called, but Delta. You know, this is the second 
uh, snowstorm we've had in like what five days or something like that. I'm pretty sure this was uh, the monkeypox storm. They well, should have named it after me because it took all day just to get an inch. And I'm like, dude, that's the story of my life. It takes me all day to move an inch. Wow. Well, actually, no, it was a week ago because, Buckley, you helped me do some shoveling and cleaning when I was plowing last week. So, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, actually, I think that was last Thursday. So, anyways, <clears throat> I just think it's odd that they're naming these storms and they're hyping it up. And, I mean, we literally got... Five inches of super fluffy snow. That's it? No, it was more than that. Well, no, here. That's oh, what here. we I don't it know what they had to have been more than that. I don't know what they got downtown, but I mean the storm before we got a foot of snow. I logged fourteen miles on foot. Wow. That's Shoveling crazy. snow <clears throat> and ice melting sidewalks. Well, you know it's because of the <laughs> because it's the climate change that, that they have to name these storms now. You see the hype. They like that one storm we got. Was it last weekend? They hyped the storm up for like a week. Like it hadn't, the weather hadn't even gotten to California yet. And they're already saying how we're going to get hammered in, in New England. So that sounds a little, I mean, I know they got all this sophisticated weather kind of forecasting software or however they do it now. But it just seemed awful strange because. Uh, you know, they've been saying we're going to get storms, and then we don't get storms. They go south of us. We we just had rain last week. Okay, no, so we, last Saturday was rain, and it was like almost fifty degrees. It was like forty. So we degrees. got all that snow, and then it disappeared. Right. Yeah. Some weird, weird like late winter startage. I just hope that I get to go ice skating at least a couple of times. Well, uh, if it it's going to stay cold, it's supposed to be really cold this weekend, and then. Uh, it's supposed to warm up again next week. It's supposed to be in the forties all week. So nice, be kind of interesting. Yeah, so and, I won't have to go and, in at four a.m. to shovel snow and rain, more rain. Mm. But uh, but anyways, just hyped up. It gets people all worked up. You know, when I was a kid back in olden times, so like eighty years ago, <clears throat> well, forty years ago, well, close enough. Forty, no, fifty years ago. We would literally get snowstorms every few days. Yeah. And and we would get like a foot here, then we'd get a two feet, and then we'd get a massive nor'easter, which we'd get like three or four feet of snow. I want to say the average snowfall for the winter average was 90 inches in New Hampshire. Yeah, we now, used to get snow all the time. Yeah, but, but real real snow, you know, did you notice how weird this snow was? I've been watching a lot of videos of places. I guess it snowed in Texas. Uh, it, dro- it dropped. Uh, it dropped real low in Texas because my brother sent me something that it was like. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you. It was going to be colder than New Hampshire in Texas, which yeah, is it's... real, real fucking weird. Well, that's bad for them because right. And then they also had that snowstorm. Like, what was it? A year or two ago, where it basically shut down all of Texas because they don't know what the fuck to do with snow. Well, they had that weird snow too, right? So I saw some videos of this snow. And somebody had put some in, and they heated it up, and it, and when it melted, when it finally melted, it was all like this black. You know what it almost looked like was that graphene oxide shit, right? But uh, who knows? You know, it could be washing down from the shit they're spraying in the skies. Uh, did you guys see New Hampshire House Bill seventeen hundred? Yep. Uh, a friend of mine actually had gone to the first public meeting about it, and I was supposed to call him today, and I got sidetracked, so I didn't have a chance to do that, but. House Bill 1700 in New Hampshire, basically, to summarize it, 
is they want to outlaw any form of chemtrail, water, weather modification, geoengineering, any of that in the state of New Hampshire. So be interesting to see where that goes. Now and They're going to tax, they're going to uh, sanction people that are found chemtrailing. Yeah, that, well, that was gonna, a big part of the bill. Yeah, they're going to find them and sanction them. And uh, but but I saw a post somebody uh, had put up, and it was like a news agency where they kind of jumped the gun, and they said New Hampshire outlaws chemtrails. It's not the case. It's I really don't think they're they're going to outlaw it. I mean, the government's just going to come in and say, well, listen, we don't care what you want. This is what we're going to do because they're doing it. And uh, and I was texting my friend like early this morning, and he was saying. You know, that they were talking about it, and they actually have some government uh, disclosure paperwork that you can access. You're supposed to send me the link to explain why they're actually doing it. Because that's always been my question. It's like, okay, why are you doing it? Mm. What are you spraying, and what is the reason for it? Because it just does, it just seems nefarious to me. So I, I don't know. Well, I know there's like a place in, I don't know. It's a, ugh, I don't know if it's India or somewhere in the Middle East. Maybe it's Dubai, blah, blah, blah. It's some big city where they do it to make it rain like once a week because it's like in one of those kind of deserty places. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's Dubai they do it. Is it, it right? Dubai? Yeah. So, yeah. So they make it rain once a week. Which, like, I mean, I kind of get that, but also it's like, the terrain and the environment is that way for a reason, right? It's like, you know, people have existed in, like, desert uh, environments for a very long time without, like, that much rain. So it's like, well, why are you doing it? I don't know. I think it would, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be like, uh, you know, so say a state like New Hampshire really cracks down on um, cloud seeding. And then, you know, it keeps happening. And then, so what are they going to do with, like, the uh, the air, I guess, control, like, for flights and stuff and, and, and air traffic going through the state? That'll be something that's interesting because it's like, well, what if New Hampshire really wants to crack down? And then they're like, okay, so now we're going to really, uh, you know, put up policies, parameters, guidelines, rules, laws around air traffic coming through the state. And then how how are they going to approach that? Do you know what I mean? Because especially if you find out something like, well, chemtrails are harmful to animals, humans, the environment, plants, whatever, the air you breathe. So if more of that data comes out, science, trust the science. Um, but if more of that stuff comes to light, then it's going to be like, okay, now you're you're really harming the communities in all these places, so we need to shut it down. Well, I think they already are because my friend had said that somebody during this meeting, I believe, had cited a study where asthma in New Hampshire, the uh, the rate of people with asthma in New Hampshire is the highest in the country. Wow. which is Which is pretty serious because... You know, not only do we not know what the effects are of the chemicals that they're spraying when they're washed down, and they get on plants, they get on people's gardens, they, you know, it it lands in water that wildlife is drinking, and, you know, and it it was made me really wonder, are you guys familiar with this odd disease, respiratory sickness that people's dogs were getting i heard about it yeah one of my coworkers' dogs had it i believe yeah and it's like uh <clears throat> th- there's apparently no no 
source, like they don't know where it came from. Origin. Yeah, it, Patient it, Z. And it's and it's like it's, it's probably like, from the fucking the dog food that guy recalled. And it's like a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like kennel cough, mm. but where kennel cough can be treated. And and a lot of dogs that go into boarding. Go to daycare. You know, once in a while, they'll come down with a case of kennel cough. It's really not that big of a deal. But this deal is with the dogs because uh, a friend of mine's uh, girlfriend, she had two golden retrievers, and they both got sick with it. And they were both at the emergency vet at the same time. I wouldn't want that bill. We all know what it costs to go to the emergency vet, right? It's crazy. Six hundred dollars. Oh no, it was more than that. I well, want to. I want to <laughs> say. Well, no, it's like a thousand bucks just to walk in the front door. Well, remember our dogs got sick at the same time. Yep. Do you remember that? Like last year, mm-hmm. we both had to go to the emergency vet or whatever. It was back in the spring last April. Yeah, and huh. like it was literally, we went in, got seen. They were trying to like, oh, you need to board your dog and blah 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 because they could die and this and that. And then it's probably going to be like twenty thousand dollars. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I do love my dog, but. I don't have $20,000 to spend yeah. on a dog. Sorry. But then even just getting the visit and then some medic antibiotics was like, I think it was like five, $600, something like that. Yep. Complete rip off. Well, I know that day when my willow had to go to the emergency vet, it was over a thousand. So damn. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, uh, this weird thing that's going on with the dogs, you know, I'm trying to think, okay, what's the origin of this? What was that dog food that was recalled? Now there's tons of dog foods recalled all the time. Right. Okay. Cause dog, I hear, I hear most of that dog food is just fucking terrible. Yeah. It's uh, disgusting for, yeah. It's like, yeah, the, we're going to actually like the worst shit you could probably give an animal. Cause I mean, if you think about it, an, a dog and a cat or any animal, really, it's like, well, what are they going to eat? They're gonna, they get the leftovers that we can eat from the meat industry. Like the freaking cancer that they cut off the, hunk of meat before they put it through the butcher butcher processing whatever yeah all the stuff that gets cut off the meat that we're not fit to eat it gets i'm pretty sure shredded up for dog food but they should probably be relatively eating like what we're eating do you know what i mean or similar maybe not exactly similar but like you know meats vegetables well like that well i mean i feed my dogs we buy cold snaps we buy our dogs uh vegetables specifically for them you know my aunt and uncle feed their dogs um I can't remember if there's any dog food at all, but I know for sure that there it's got green beans and pumpkin puree. Yeah, and I think they might mix a little dog food. I don't have to ask, but they've been they had their dogs on that diet. It for could years. be it could be sweet potatoes. So the dog food mm. that oh, I right. buy, I did a lot of research on, mm. and it's actually I want to say it's called Four Nature, and it's Tractor Supplies brand. And before everybody jumps and says, "Oh my God, that's garbage," okay, so I think it's Four Health, right? For health, yeah. yeah. So so I did all the research before I decided to switch them from Blue Buffalo. I want to say it was called Blue Buffalo Basics. And because I want to say a 30-pound bag was like $65. And then I happened to be at Tractor Supply, and I saw this, their brand, and salmon and sweet potato blend, right? Uh, because I have pit bulls and pit bulls don't do great with chicken. That's that's kind of that's kind of a known thing that they have these chicken allergies and it and it could be 
from what you say, all the scraps and like the worst parts of the chicken, what's left over, you know, gets ground down. You got bone meal and it's just, it's really freaking nasty when you think about it. And uh, so, so pit bulls have very sensitive skin, right? You know, pit bulls, bulldogs, uh, Boston Terriers, you know, all those. And so, so I kind of stay away from the chicken for, for my two, but so, but the salmon is really good because they get the omega threes and things like that. And I, fatty acids, yeah. And I like and I like the uh, uh, the sweet potato part. So mm. they've been doing very good on it. I did all the research. It was rated higher than the blue buffalo basics I was feeding them. And not only is that a good thing, I I looked at all the nutritional information that was listed to make sure that I'm not feeding my dogs. You know, something that's going to make them sick, right? So, uh, and I want to say a 40-pound bag costs the same as a 30-pound bag of the other stuff. So, you know, and Buckley was talking earlier about dog foods that have been recalled. Like, you can go on online and do a search for that. Massive amounts of different dog foods being recalled. And you know what one of the big ones are? Is Purina Pro Plan. And I always thought that that was a really good food for your dog. But I guess there's been, uh, and I don't know if there's actually a recall on this. It's just a number of veterinarians are saying "fuck this shit" and people that have had to take their dogs to the vets because they've gotten extremely sick. And the one common denominator was the food, right? So, are there like re- regulations and stuff like FDA kind of stuff? Yeah, look what the FDA does for the food we eat. Right. So it's yeah, probably, think but about that. it'd be interesting because if. They're doing that for us. Well, what are they doing for animal food? Do you know what I mean? It's probably even worse. It's yeah. just like, yeah, whatever, just throw yeah. it in there. Yeah, Buckley, you know, you're right. There is a push for people to the, to start feeding their and I and I wanna say there was a commercial the other day and I wanna say the brand of the food is farmer's dog. I could be wrong on that. And it showed them feeding the dog and I'm like, Oh my god, when when Joey, my little cockapoo, was really, really sick, he actually had cancer. And we were cooking him. It, uh, it was rice, chicken, uh, peas, carrots, and we were making pumpkin. This, no pumpkin, uh, sweet potato though, I think. Um, and uh, and we made him these things, and then we vacuum packed them, and then we froze them. And you know, he got better. I mean, he ended up living another four or five years after that. But we fed him that, you know, and we had a lot left over after he had passed away. Yeah, you know, later on because we were continually making it. I mean, we didn't have it in our freezer for five years, but we were continually making this food. And then I was starting to feed some to Willow and Opie, and I noticed that they were, you know, getting with the itching. Mm. So, and because the main ingredient was the chicken, right? I mean, we were buying like real chicken and cooking it in a pressure cooker, shredding it, and putting it in the mix. So, you know, it wasn't, you know. Uh, what do you want to say? Just you know, sh- dog food, chicken, chicken. Yeah. chicken. Yeah. yeah, just saying. Yeah, the uh, well, the other Unless thing we did too farm. is good uh, input, Kristen. Extraordinary. You can go to your, uh, you can go to any grocery store, local and butcher, can, and you can buy the uh, bucket of uh, kidneys and livers and stuff. Right, and that's really high protein. That's really good for them too. So you can a- also go to your local butcher and get the bag of bones and skulls. Well, yeah. Uh, I was watching some video of a guy who was like, had these like elite, I think they were sled dogs. I'm not sure, but they were like elite sled dogs. Maybe I could be making this up in my, in my head, but um, 
<laughs> he would go to the butcher and just buy like the leftover scraps for the day, which are like the weird ends and odds pieces of the cuts of animals. And then he, that's what he would feed his dog. And they were like super jacked, super healthy dogs. But, um, I've heard pumpkin is good for dogs losing weight. Uh, if you're like trying to get your dog to lose weight, you feed him a pumpkin diet. Uh, I had a friend that did that. I would basically just fed him like canned pumpkin. I don't know. You'd probably want to go with something more organic, but it helps them lose weight for whatever reason. Um, also I do, I do wonder though, if like the whole animal, um, like food industry slash veterinarian industry is anywhere similar to like the, the current industry for food and health with people. Cause it would make sense. Like if, you know, while they're doing this whole, you know, feed people poison, shitty food. So they have to go to the doctor, they get sick, they have symptoms and they got to be put on pills then you know those pills treat symptoms and then it's like this whole vicious circle uh system circle that we've talked about i wonder if it's the same thing for animals what do you think do you think it's similar i think i think for the conglomerates that go around and buy up all these small veterinarians and and i'm not singling this particular animal health care company but just using them as an example of, of somebody that has done this. And I want to say it's called CVA. And CVA has gone around and bought a lot of the, not necessarily the small country vets, but like your, like your mid-sized veterinarian clinics. And so now they run it. It's like a HMO for your pet, right? Yeah. And and then of course there's insurance. I mean, we have insurance on our two dogs. Right. It's the same fucking thing. Health so, insurance. Yeah. What I mean it has deductibles, it has copay, just like health insurance. And uh but I will say, yeah, I hate paying the premium every month. However, when Opie had cancer, they were very good, man. They paid I mean, there's a cap every I want to say it's a $10,000 cap per 12 months, right, per year. And, uh, and, and, you know, and when they're younger, of course, he was pretty young when he, I want to say he was three when he got diagnosed with cancer, which was fucking heartbreaking. But anyways, he's he's good now. I mean, he's been fine. That's good. But the point is, if I add up all the money that we've paid in premiums, let's see, Opie just, actually, Opie's birthday was the other day. He just turned seven years old. Uh, yeah, seven. Is that the nice one? Uh, he's my baby. He's the big boy. Which one's the mean one? Uh, Willow. Willow, right. Yeah. And, and she's not mean to humans. Let's Other clear dogs. that up. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, she, she does like to go after children, right? No. What? <laughs> I thought you were telling me about that kid she, like, kind of dragged nah, for a couple feet. Not even close. No? And, uh, no, she loves humans. She just has a problem with other female dogs. Uh, uh, but so anyway. She'd, so she'd have a problem with Kristen. No, she would love Kristen. <laughs> Boom. But anyways, gotcha. uh, how'd you like that? She'd love me. Uh, but but anyways, if I added up all the money uh, that I've paid in premiums over the years, like I'm still in the black right now because uh, you know they paid for all of Opie's cancer treatments. Willow had to have two ACL surgeries. They paid for all of that. I mean, we had to pay deduct the, the deductible. But uh, but it was nothing, you know. I mean, I mean, compared to what the total bills were, so uh, so I'm not really going to complain about it. But to answer your question, Buckley, I think, you know, these big 
veterinarian conglomerates, I can see where, you know, they could have an agenda. Not saying they do, like, because I, I genuinely think that they do care about your animal. Uh, our, our big, our big, uh, our big, uh, who cares about your animal? Chewy does. The, the veterinarians. I mean, I mean, even, even the big ones, I think they do care about your animal, but I mean, yes and no, but then there's like this whole thing, like, you know, uh, you get desensitized, you get desensitized to like, like the same thing of the doctors and humans. You get desensitized to like treating people and then it's like, you know, this person is stage four cancer. You're just like, oh, you're stage four cancer. You're probably going to die. All right. I got five, ten other clients I got to go look at, Uh, you know, so it's not as like uh, as important to them as it is probably to you because they deal with it every day and they're desensitized. But like, I mean, that's probably the same with the animals and like insurance companies. I'm sure there's people. Right, I'm sure there's people that do care and really do want the best for an animal, but there's also the people that are running insurance companies that don't give one fuck about you or your animal, and they're just no. like, "We want money, baby! Woo! Yeah, it's, it's, it's give all, us money! It's all dollars and cents, and that's where I was headed with my discussion. Oh, sorry about uh, like our local emergency vet got bought out by CVA. Yeah, so. You know, uh, and I mean, I can remember taking one of my dogs there as an emergency, and and I want to say they're like, "Well, you're going to have to give us a deposit of a thousand dollars before we even look at your dog." And I'm like, "Seriously, like you can fuck right off." I'm like, "Seriously, there's a dead, sick dog, and you're worried about money." If you yeah, don't take okay. my dog right now, I'm suing you. So, so this is my point for a like, billion. Like to to piggyback off of what you said, Buckley, in, in these types of veterinarian clinics, yes, I don't think they fucking care. But see, my dogs go to a local vet who's a country vet. She does little animals and big animals, and she's really cool. You can text her when there's a problem. Uh, When Joey was sick and had to be put to sleep, she came to the house and did it uh, and took him with her, you know, to do the cremation process and everything. Really, really awesome lady. And, And I really like going there. And they just expanded. So, but now that they've expanded... They have to hire more people. They have to keep up with the demands. So now, and I'm not saying they're doing this because they're not, but the potential for them to do this is definitely there where they can say, well, now we have a pricing matrix. And this is what companies like CVA do. If you come in, it's X amount of dollars. It's like, it's like, uh, like you say, medical coding, right? In, in the healthcare system that we have now. If you come in for this, it's this much money. If you come in for that, it's this and this and this and this and this. And right down the line, they have a whole pricing matrix, just like a car dealership, right? Yep. So, so I, so I think, uh, I, I think if you can take your animals to a local vet, you're much better off to do that. However, they're typically not open on the weekend. So, if you have a problem with your dog on the weekend, well, you've got no choice. You got to go to the Emergency vet, right? Mm. And they know, they know the pet care industry is a multi-billion dollar, and not just the pet care, but everything. You know, you take PetSmart, Petco, Chewy, which Chewy. Chewy is owned by PetSmart. Is is it PetSmart or Petco? 
PetSmart, but it's all they're all owned by BC Partners, which is owned by this guy called Otto something. I was just looking into him, and he's been on the board for like climate control change, and he's on he's nice. the one that founded this BC Partners. So I'll look more into him, but he might he might actually be a good guy because not to steal the show, but I just I know they'll never hear it, but I do want to give a, a shout out to Chewy because. I only spend maybe less than $300 a year total on their website for, like, Onyx's prescription cat food for his, you know, crystals in his urine that he had, whatever. He's on prescription food for life. So it's a lot of money I spend, maybe even more than that. I don't know, but it's not enough to get something for free from them. So, like, two days before Christmas rolls around, I get a pres like, I get a, a box in the mail from Chewy. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't order anything. So I bring it upstairs, and I look at my cat, and I'm like, Onyx, you must have got something, because... I didn't order anything. Open it up. It's gift wrapped. Open it further, and it's a hand painted portrait of my cat, like spot on. The it's eye it looks creepy. exactly like him, with a signature from the artist and everything. I can feel the paint on it. Like they didn't have to do that. I didn't buy anything. That's a little. And they creepy. sent it. No, it was beautiful. It's such a nice gift. I wanted to cry because what if? How what do if they know what your cat looks like? Because I have a pet profile and I put a picture on there. <laughs> okay. But like, imagine your pet died earlier in the year, and then Christmas comes around, and now you've got this hand painted portrait of your, you know, your loved animal. Like, I thought that was the sweetest thing. It was That's the best Christmas gift I got. Absolutely beautiful, Kristen. But you know, you said this guy was on the climate board yeah the, when i did a name search for him what's his name the board for climate change yeah otto van der wick he was van der wick yes it was, was back in like the early 2000s but um he was on a climate control change board i can't really find it anymore where to go so is climate change the same as global warming no they stopped calling it global warming and decided to call it climate change so it is the same thing yeah so basically, I don't know. If he's sitting on the board for anything in climate change, I feel like Wait, there's definitely some capital. sketchy, nefarious agenda pushing narratives going on there. It could be. I only did like a, like I literally just looked up who owns Chewy and it was PetSmart and then he owns those two. So, yeah. So we'll have to look into that a little bit further. But, you know, getting back to the dogs getting sick, right? So I'm thinking to myself, are they spraying shit in the air? It's coming down, it's forming puddles, you know. You watch your dog, he goes out, like, after a rainstorm, and they're blah, 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 fucking drinking out of the puddles, right? And uh, and, th- and then, so then my brain starts thinking, well, remember a while back they were talking about how Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg were going to work together on some wildlife vaccination program? Oh, yeah. And, the, and, uh, and then remember the reports where they were saying that uh, – the deer were coming down with COVID nineteen. Mm. Yeah, so so they're like, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna fly over and drop these pellets, and we're gonna vaccinate the wildlife. Like, all right. So first off, what is in these what is in these vaccinations? What are you vaccinating them against? And can a deer really get COVID nineteen? And if so. Are you saying that COVID-19 is transmissible from an animal to a human or vice versa? Because that question right there has relevance to what I want to talk about. Uh, Because my question is, when you start looking into these prion diseases or prion, however you want to pronounce it, I guess. Well, in England, Ron. 
they pronounce it. Prion. Actually, I think. I don't know. I think it's E, right? Like Prion. Is it Prion? Yeah. Uh, Because when that guy was on Joe Rogan, uh, he said that the one person that studies it a lot gets pissy if you call it a Prion disease, but it's a Prion disease. I think the only people that – I think the other pronunciation is from England. Well, it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't. But if you go on the CDC site – and uh, just look up uh, prion diseases because th- these are all diseases that attack the brain, right? And and we're going to be getting into chronic wasting disease in deer. We're going to be getting into BSC, which is bovine spongiform encephalop- encephalopathy. Boom. Uh, which is encephalitis. And we're going to get into Crutzfeld-Jacobs disease. Uh, there's a couple of different types there. And Kuru. And, uh, and Kuru is related to that. Scrapey. So, uh, Scrapey for goats. Yeah. So, so but it has, says here, prion diseases are transmissible spongiform encephalitis that uh, TSEs are a family of rare progressive neurodegenerative disorders that affect both humans and animals. They are distinguished by long incubation periods, characteristic spongiform changes associated with uh, neuronal loss and a failure to induce an inflammatory response. So uh, holes in the brain, Ron. Yeah. So I mean, but very very small holes in the brain. But the point is, is is we're going to probably be learning a lot about these prions. Uh, and that's why, you know, when we really, and this is just an introduction to the series that we're going to do. I kind of want to just lay a lot of it out there. Just give, give all you listeners just a kind of an idea of where we're going with this. Uh, because this series is going to be, uh, is going to be a serious series. It's not, you know, don't be waiting for Buckley's jokes or off colored remarks or no pee pee like poo poo jokes. Uh, no, but, I'll get them in there somehow. I'll sneak them but, in. But uh, but it's a pretty serious a it's a pretty serious subject because when you talk when you're talking about chronic wasting disease in deer, uh, you're starting to see a lot of reports and there's a lot of YouTube videos out there of how what they're calling it zombie deer, uh, where these deer just just. Uh, act really strange they can be i saw one video where this whole back of this deer's skin was ripped off you could see his rib cage and stuff and he's just walking around he's not scared of humans uh and then they get really is that, sick is that uh chronic's wastings or is that scrapey no it's chronic waste because i know i know a scrapey you scrape they scrape the skin off of themselves yeah so so Ted Nugent was on Joe Rogan years ago, like I want to say four or five years ago. Yeah, and he got a lot of shit for going on and talking about this. And they, and they were talking, uh, Joe Rogan had asked him what he thought of chronic wasting disease. And he said, ah, chronic wasting disease, more deer are lost every year from getting hit by cars and trucks and stuff like that. And back then, he probably was correct there, but... Something interesting that he said that I looked into, and he said where chronic wasting disease came from is is uh, in 1967, the Colorado Department of Welfare started injecting scrapies into mule deer. Why would you do that? Exactly. And scrapies that Buckley keeps talking about is actually a disease that affects 
I want to say goat and sheep, but goats are in the same family as deer, although they're not technically considered servants, I don't believe. But why would you intentionally inject a known prion disease that basically there's no cure for, kills sheep, possibly kills goats? Why would you purposely inject that into the mule deer population in the state of Colorado. For science, Ron. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. So a big thing that Ted Nugent... Oh, what were, were you going to no, say? No, go something? ahead. I was going to say a big thing that Ted Nugent got like flack for was what was that, but also that like he didn't seem to think chronic wasting disease was like a big deal, really. Do you know what I mean? Well, five or six years ago, it probably wasn't what it is today, right? But there's like this whole... There's this whole debate in like... Obviously, this whole chronic wasting disease is spreading. I forget where kind of it started. Was it Wyoming or something? Somewhere out west, right? I want to say the first case was in Wyoming. Okay, so like... Or, or Colorado. Okay, so like there's this whole debate among hunters and wildlife management, resource management people, professionals, <clears throat> where it's like, you know, is it a big deal? Is the disease actually a big deal? You know, is it going to affect humans? And there's, are there, how many cases of humans even have been, you know, diagnosed with this? That's the other question. Well, here's the point. They keep saying that it's not transmissible from animals to humans. Now, they've been saying this right along. And they keep pounding that it's not transmissible until recently... They're starting to come up and say that never say never, that there is a possibility that it could right. be trans, transmissible to humans. So here's where it gets interesting. It says right here, CWD is a fatal neurological illness occurring in North America service members of the deer family, including white-tailed deer, uh, deer, mule deer, elk moose. Since its discovery in 1967 which just happens to coincide with the year that the Colorado Department of Wildlife injected scrapies into the mule deer. Interesting. Right? CWD has spread geographically and increased in prevalence locally. CWD is contagious. It can be transmitted freely within and among servant populations. No treatments or vaccines are currently available. And then it says, chronic wasting disease is a great concern to wildlife managers. It has been detected in, the, in at least 23 states in two Canadian provinces and South Korea. CWD is not known to infect livestock or animals. We'll see. That's where I think they're wrong. Well, deer are livestock, and there's deer farms and stuff like that, right? So, yeah. And, and, and elk is, farms and stuff like that. But, I mean, a big thing that, like, is it going to affect humans? I think that's the big uh, debate, really. I mean, obviously, the natural resource management aspect is important because, like, deer – and all these other animals, moose, um, sheep, whatever, are all, like, you know, vital for people for food and living and stuff. But, like, the the big thing with the, the transmissible to humans is, you know, there was this big question of, well, you know, maybe – I know the disease takes a very long time to enact, 
right? So it stays it's sort a of long incubation period, right? So it stays yeah. kind of dormant for like years, and I'm talking like years and years. So if like say I ingested some CBW or whatever um, at the age of 35 or 40, and then you know this disease doesn't even awaken or become you know active for 60 years, right? I'd be probably dead by then. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, the incubation period is actually not that long. but So there's a big uh, question of, well, hey, well, maybe people actually do have it, but we're not able to detect it or see it become active because people don't live that it, long. So then this kind of goes back to my original question and the division between people and the, the importance of the actual disease is like, well, the disease has been around for a while, so does it actually matter? Is it actually affecting people? Is it really having that big of an impact on wildlife? That's a big debate among the well, I well, I guess uh, there was this one guy, and I had actually reached out to him, but he's he says he wouldn't have time to come on and talk about it for at least another month or so. So we'll just that's, that's fine. So we'll just uh, and I told him that was fine. We can work around that, but. You know, when they talk about the incubation period is uh, anywhere from two to four years in, in servants. Mm. And and I guess the life expectancy of a white-tailed deer, a mule deer, is only about five or six years. I was surprised when I read that. Like so, the normal life expectancy? Yeah, expectancy. So, so mm. it's like, okay, so say a deer is a year or two old, it contracts the prion disease that causes cwd and it's incubating for a long time and then they just die from whatever they get shot they get hit by a car whatever they get taken down by a mountain lion or wolves or coyotes or whatever right now again this is this is where it gets interesting so listen to this cwd is transmitted directly through animal to animal contact and indirectly through contact with objects or environment contaminated with infectious material, mm. including saliva, urine, feces, and carcasses of CWD-infected animals. As well as plants. Yes. Yeah, so so, so here's, uh, without getting too deep into that yet, because I don't want to go that far yet, but I guess there's nothing that can kill this prion, prion disease off. Like, high heat can't kill it, uh, antibiotics can't kill it, like, like there's no known cure or vaccine for it, right? Mm. So, and here's an example that they gave Buckley. So, so you've got a deer walking through the woods, and it's, it's taken a leak, or it's taken a dump, or whatever, and that gets on plants, and then it gets into the ground, it gets into the soil, and it doesn't die. Yeah, it just stays dormant. So these plants absorb the cwd or the prion disease and they're just going along doing their thing they're just growing i guess it doesn't affect the plants but now the plant is contaminated with this prion disease and then other animals and other deer are eating it right so think about that because what else did we hear when people were reluctant to take the vaccine they said that they could grow lettuce and other vegetables to absorb the COVID-19 vaccine, and they wouldn't have to tell us that it was in it. And here we are eating a salad thinking we're going to, you know, we're doing something good for our health when the whole time 
you know, whatever you think about the vaccine. I happen to think it's poison. Doesn't mean that it is, just my personal view. But you can be eating this lettuce, and now you're getting the effects of the vaccine. It's the same thing with plants and absorbing this prion disease that causes CWD. And not only that, all right, say a deer has it, it's a couple years old or a year old or whatever, and I and I guess it actually can be, uh, it can be transferred to the fetuses too, like the baby deer, the fawn, like when they're in gestation, the mother can pass the chronic wasting disease on to the babies, so they're born with CWD, right? So, to me, if you look at the long term effects and the possibilities of a massive outbreak, I mean, it's pretty freaking serious, right? Well, I think it's already been there's already been spreading like since like they've discovered it and however long ago it's been spreading i think the big question is like what is the like severity of it and like how much is it going to affect like the humanity as a whole and i think um the whole like a prion is what it's basically a protein right yes right okay so it's a protein so this disease is found inside a protein and um I guess one of my big questions is, like, since it's a neurological degenerative disease, which is basically, you know, brain function, or it eats away probably at the brain, your central nervous system. Uh, I mean, in my, what I've researched about this is there's not really a lot of, like, solid data science conclusions in any real realm besides, like, kind of where it comes from what it does and that it creates holes in the brain and that like it is kind of hard to detect the holes in the brain in a, a subject that has it but they do have tests for like say a hunter kills a deer and then you want to you're like in a zone where this disease exists you can go get the deer tested but i guess my big question is like well what kind of relationship might this disease have to like alzheimer's disease or like dementia do you know what i mean all neurological brain disorders where the brain's kind of like getting disrupted or eaten away it's like okay like we don't really have a lot of solid evidence but has anyone tried to really make that connection i don't think so yet and and we're going to get into the more of the science of it in a in a future episode but uh What's interesting is that it was first, you know, when you were talking about captive deer, like, like I mean, we have a deer farm right up the street, right? Yeah. Kristen, have you ever seen that, the one in Belmont, the one on Shaker Road? I thought it was an elk farm. I want to say it was red deer. I might be looking, I might be thinking yeah. of a different farm altogether, but. Yeah. It, it, that, actually, that one might be elk now, but there is a red deer farm further up. Hmm. And it says here, CWD was first identified in captive deer in a Colorado research facility in the 1960s. Well, it sounds like these are the deer that were injected in scrapies. So where they where they just test subjects, right? But it says there was also detected in wild deer in 1981. By the 90s, it had been reported in surrounding areas in northern Colorado and western Wyoming. Since the year 2000, an area known to be affected by CWD and range, uh, excuse me, and free-ranging animals has increased 
to at least 31 states across all four regions and two provinces in Canada. One, I believe, is uh, Alberta is a big one for CWD. But anyways, uh, when you talk about the testing, so I guess uh, I will drop a link in the show notes to the map where you can see where it is. Like, look at these concentrations. You got you got the Dakotas, you got Montana, you have Idaho, uh, you have uh, North and South Dakota, you've got Minnesota, you've got uh, Wisconsin. I mean, it's freaking really bad, right? Nowhere in New Hampshire, though. No, but it is in upstate New York. Now, I I am trying to locate a wildlife biologist in New Hampshire so I can just have a conversation with them. Mm. Uh, because in these areas where CWD is prevalent, like if you harvest an animal in a hunt, say, I want to say it's mandatory that it gets tested. It's not mandatory. It's not? Not for CWD, uh, I don't think. Okay, well, because there's this, uh, well, well, see, this is another reason, like, I don't know how they plan on policing. Well, I don't, th- I think that's a big thing. There's not a lot of, like, real solid policy around it. Well, I Cause think. Because it's kind of like, there's not really a lot that's known about it. Well, it. well, there's a lot known about it. If you go on the USGS site and look up. Um, well, I mean, like, is it detrimental to people, really? Like, is it really causing an effect on well, deer population? Is it really, like, har- is it harming people? That's the thing. Like, there's this back and forth where, like, lots of people say no and other people say yes. But then right. in reality, it's like, well, okay, then where are the fatalities of people? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's, well, that's Buckley. That's the same thing with, like, COVID-19. It's the same idea. So there's a lot of correlations to be made between this, right? Because you have a lot of people that are coming out and saying it's nothing to worry about. And then you have actual wildlife biologists, researchers that say could be a problem. Yes, they've been saying right along that it's not a threat to humans. Well, if it's not a threat to humans, then why are they testing for harvest, harvested uh, carcasses, right? When you go to the way station or whatever. And, and, and because... They say these deer can have CWD and not show any symptoms for years, right? right. So, I mean, how are they going to know if this deer actually has got it or not? Well, the only way you can do that is to freaking test for it, right? Yeah. But they do say that if you say you're hunting in Colorado or Wyoming, Montana or whatever, and you're elk hunting or you're mule deer hunting, that's a big one out there, and you bring this deer in, you know, for the check-in stations... Uh, and if it's not tested, how are they going to know? Because here's the thing. You're not even allowed to take certain parts of the carcass out of that county. Yeah. You know, let alone out of the state. You know what I mean? And and and, and not only that, if it tests positive for CWD, you're not allowed to eat the freaking meat. Right. You're supposed to, like, dispose of them dumpsters or, like, bury them in the ground in specific Right, like, but even that, but, but even that, Buckley, there's no uniform thing. One gentleman said... Right, there's the, no strict policies, really. Right, the it. best way to do it is... Uh, Burn it. Well, to cremate them, right? But look at the cost of that, right? So, and you're talking literally tens of thousands of deers 
uh, harvested every year during hunting seasons, right? Yeah. And not just that, just getting hit in the highways. I remember one time I drove to Florida and, you know, through Deer Alley, which is uh, New York, Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia, to Virginia, whatever. Uh, I must have counted over 100 dead deer just on the side of the road that got wiped out by tractor trailers and cars and stuff. Fucking sad, right? It is sad. But, but what I'm saying is if uh, – if they don't, if they don't test or come up with some form of mandatory testing, there's no way they're going to know. Because what happens is they're bringing this meat to other places, and then other people are cons- uh, consuming this meat. Well, if it's not going to be detrimental to humans, then why are they adamant about if it tests positive, you can't eat the meat? Because in the experimental studies, they were able to see that they could transmit the CWD to the mice that have human genes, as well as the squirrel monkey. And that was with both, obviously, the infected meat, but also the meat where the the animal seemed completely healthy still, but still was testing positive for that CWD. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, in genes with in in mice with human genes, it is transmissible. Well, see, I just think that's why. Because the disease has been around for so long, that's why, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if it's if it was discovered in 67, right, then it's probably been around longer, maybe not, but at least 67, which is a, a while ago. So whatever it's um, transposing into, like, now or even earlier, a couple decades earlier than now, it's already transposed into. So that's why it's, like, Whatever the later form of the disease becomes, I feel like is probably already out there or is already like a disease or is already something in that's functioning. And that's why I think it's like important to look at the relationship between like those brain disorders or, or Alzheimer's or dementia um, and try to see if there's any connection between the two. Because like it's been around for so long that it'd be crazy to be like, okay, like, well, we still aren't sure what you know the the conclusion or the final outcome is and it's like well maybe we already know what the conclusion or the final outcome is but we labeled it as something else or we think it's something different do you know what i mean yeah for sure because uh if you just go on the cdc site and then you look up like that zombie freaking i put the link in the show notes a couple weeks ago the zombie apocalypse and this and that now now why are people calling this a zombie deer thing right why are they calling it zombie deers? So so it's like, uh, okay, so if the mice that they raise in labs, Kristen, I want to say there's a particular term for those because uh, they're not regular mice. They're actually genetically modified mice to Yeah, they to call have them lab mice. Lab mice to have uh, and rats to have similar uh, genes to humans. And this is how they can test on mice and rats for human diseases, right? If... It, if these mice and these rats are able to contract CWD, then that means a fucking human can. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. uh, but but what I found interesting was doing some research, and, and again, we're not going to get into this part of it real quick, but uh, we know that the World Economic Forum is meeting in Davos, and nice. the number one thing on their list to talk about is this new disease X. And some of the stuff that they're talking about is saying a virus that attacks your brain. Oh, my God. Similar to, like, what you're saying with dementia or Alzheimer's. 
but it affects the brain in the sense that it's almost like mad cow and mad cow is related to CWD in a sense. It's still, it's a prion disease. I'm not saying CWD and mad cow is the same because it's not, but mad cow is mad cow is called BSE bovine spongiform encephalopathy encephalopathy <laughs> fucking hey that's a hard one nice but but anyways but but here's how here's how we think cwd came to be from what per what ted nugent said in 67 colorado department of wildlife injected scrapies which is a goat sheep disease into mule deer okay so Check it out and see what this one this one researcher said how mad cow disease came to be. They're basically turning the cattle in these the big stockyards, the big feeding yards into cannibals. Because what they were doing is they were taking the sick and dying cattle, mm. killing them, feeding them. Basically throwing them through a grinder. And integrating that meat meal or a bone meal into other grains to feed back to the cows. Tasty. Save some money that way. You don't have to feed your cow as much food. And this is how the cows came down with BSE, mad cow disease. Yeah, that's gross. So, but but here's the difference. Like like they're saying, CWD is not transmissible to humans, right? But we know that mad cow disease is mm-hmm. because what was it over there in England when they had one or two cases of mad cow disease? They ended up killing like fucking herds, herds of cattle because there was no way to know if they had BSE because again, with the incubation period, right? So I guess. The incubation period for mad cow disease or BSE is pretty lengthy as well, mm-hmm. and 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 they were you know again you know to make the comparison back to deer and CWD, you know uh, say a deer only lasts you know only lives five or six years right, and this deer could have CWD incubating in them, and you know if a deer dies in the woods, you know a coyote is going to eat it or a uh, mountain lion is going to eat it, you know whatever who who's going to spread who's going to eat it yeah and is this going to affect the other wildlife well the other thing too we got to consider is like uh not just the spread but also like the disease evolution right right like what's it going to evolve to like sort of similar i guess maybe to covid like you've done covid covid was in my opinion a big nothing burger but like you know developing new strands developing new um you know let's just say they they do find out more about it and they create medicine um but the disease is already so widely spread that like once they start administering the medicine it is able to form like a new strand that evolves around the medicine so the medicine doesn't work i mean that's pretty common in diseases so i mean and because it's such an attack to like the brain i guess that's pretty to me that's kind of scary honestly because if it were to evolve to something else and i'm not just saying like zombies you know like oh zombies this is going to evolve into a zombie disease and people are going to be running around trying to eat each other but i mean like that could be very scary like you know you just go and eat say who's to say it wouldn't 
Well, that's the thing. Okay, who's to say it wouldn't? But even just like if it were to become more active, less of an incubation period, less of a dormant period, and then people just start getting holes in their brain. I mean, that's even crazier. And I do think that relationship to you said that Davos group was going to be talking about. Yeah, World Economic Forum is meeting in Davos right now. Davos, yeah, that's, so that's about a, a disease, a, a brain disorder disease. Well, I, I oh. always saw that in several reports that I read. But if you if you really want to talk about, remember how we talked about Event 201, which they had just months prior to the outbreak of COVID-19? Mm. Here's something that somebody had posted online, so I looked into it a little bit. And this was a House of Representatives bill. It's called H.R. 3832. It's called the Disease X Act of 2023. And it was first talked about in June of this last year, June of 2023. So they're already, look at these timelines. Does Does this sound like fucking deja vu? Because if you look at the timelines, okay, so they've already got in their mind Disease X. All right, so. Anything like Twitter? So Disease X is the new boogeyman. Disease X is the new COVID-19. This is going to be the one that they're going to shoot at us right in time for the election so that they could do the mail-in ballots, right? But look at, and this was a Democrat from Massachusetts that introduced this bill on June 5th of 2023. It's called the Disease X Act of 2023. And basically all it's all it says is uh, to establish a program at BARDA for developing medical countermeasures for viral threats with pandemic potential. Mm. So they're already saying that we're gonna get disease X because they're all and now are they just calling it X because they don't know what to call it or because it allegedly doesn't exist yet? There has to be some connection to Twitter. Yeah, there's got to be something going on because what now Twitter. Now the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and our friend Klaus Schwab is going to be talking about disease X. So, uh, so just a little snippet from the internet here. It has been just reported that the WEF, along with Klaus Schwab, will be discussing disease X as a part of their annual meeting on January 17th, which is today. Check out the latest reports about this below. All about disease X, Klaus Schwab, and the World Economic Forum will be discussing disease X. I mean, maybe the whole COVID thing was just a lead up to... I think it was a test. Beta testing to... I mean, we've said that before. Like, it's, you know, that was just maybe possibly a beta test to something bigger. But also, like, you have good old William Gates fucking talking about how there's going to be another pandemic like within a couple of years or whatever. So, I mean, well, remember when he was being interviewed and he says, Oh, wait till they get, wait till they see the next one. That'll get their attention. Yeah. Right. Because when they talk about disease X and there's a really good, uh, actually my, our buddy, Dave, the AR mechanics turned me on to this guy and he's on YouTube and his name is Dr. John Campbell. Uh, and this guy really knows his stuff. So, uh, again, I'll probably put a, uh, a link in the show notes so you can listen to this Disease X. But, uh, you know, th- you remember they talked about the SPARS report that John Hopkins had put out? And then they were talking about Marburg. 
and you know, and, and these were going to be the newest, the newest outbreaks. I think why they're calling it disease X is because they probably haven't got it developed just the way they want to now. Something to do with Twitter, I swear. Because they're saying that disease X has like a 60% kill rate. Wow. So if they don't know what it is, then how do they know it's got a 60 or 80% kill rate? There's just all numbers. They yeah. just put numbers into a computer. The computer puts something out. And then well, like, it's the more, data says. It's more, it's more, uh, it's more fear mongering is what it is. Right. But it's like still like the, uh, that call. Like, it's just like where the COVID numbers came from. Uh, what, what college was that in England? Fuck. I forget the name of it, but it's like, you, you know, Imperial college, Imperial college. You yeah. can put numbers into a computer and like, whatever. Okay. So you put them into a database and they come out as, as one thing and then, okay. So you want them to be higher or lower, right? Disease rate. You want it to be higher. The fatality rate. You want it to be higher. So you just fuck with the numbers in in the computer, and then it prints out a report, and then you're like, well, the computer said, the data shows, science, trust the science, and well, then boom, there you go. Well, you know, I find it very interesting, you know, when we have James Ragoski on the show, the guy that speaks out against the WHO, the uh, World Health Organization, yep. and they're bringing up, you know, all this pandemic treaty and how they want... Basically, uh, you know, 190 countries in the world, I think there's only like 194 total, that to, to give up their sovereignty in the case of uh, what WHO perceives as a potential pandemic. So the WHO can step in and say, you know, oh, you got one case of, uh, let's just call it zombie uh, disease X. Mm. Now, and I'm not saying disease X is a zombie Shut disease, it down. but but I mean it kind of looks like that's the way it, that's kind of the direction it's going in, you know, just you know trying to look into a crystal ball, and they're going to say, well, you got one case of that, so we are going to declare a pandemic, and we're going to take over and basically we're going to run your country for you, and we're going to tell you what to do, and here's the guidelines, and here's the lockdown measures, and X Y Z the whole nine yards, and this is the stuff that. That people like James Ragusky is fighting against, right? Well, there's also that stuff like in the that New York bill that the law that just got passed, where it's like they can de- they can declare you uh, on in an unfit state or whatever for mental health or health reasons, and they can put you in quarantine basically, or take you, yeah, put or, you in a or, camp, or quarantine you inside your house and remove your children from the home. Like, I don't know that that to me is more scary than fucking disease X. Do you know what I mean? Because if they're just going to operate under the guise of disease X, pass legislation bills, policies that are like, well, we can just declare you unfit in like the guise of health and that, and and remove you, remove your children or quarantine you. That's crazy. That's And and how do you think they're going to make that determination? By giving you some bogus uh, PCR test that we already know doesn't work? Yeah, they could do something like that. But they could even just go on your Facebook, go on your Instagram, the the old TikToks, and be like, oh, well, this stuff that you're posting seems pretty extremist, seems pretty right-wing, seems X, Y, and Z. You seem like you're mentally ill, Ron, because you posted this about... The old Samasquatch, and we're going to have to put you in the old mental 
institution with Elvis. Well, I tell you what, if if the Democrats have their way in all seriousness, this is what they want. Like they want total control. You know, you were going to get back to the whole idea of the 15-minute cities, right? The Democrats? Yes, the Democrats, like for sure, and the Rhino Republicans because because this is what they want. This is the only way that the few can control the many, right? And it's through fear. And I think this is why they're pushing this disease X now. And right. yes, People are trying to trying to tie it into Elon Musk, and because everything he owns is called X, and maybe this, maybe you know, because a lot of these people they're not too really keen on Elon Musk, because Elon Musk will set up and tell people to literally go fuck yourself. Yeah, but so, that's so, part of the act. I think. Well, it could be the it charade, could be. the theater, the smoke and mirrors. But then they can come up and say, "Well, we're just going to call it Disease X because that sounds like X, the old Twitter that we now." Don't you have know, any control over Graham. Yeah. So, anyways, it's just I don't know. I think once, like, once the disease X or whatever it is is pushed into the limelight of mainstream news narratives, independent narratives, medias, blah 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 blah. Then it's then that's probably going to be when it's going to be a thing. Because right now, if it's like under. <laughs> It's under, uh, <laughs> it's like not really in the limelight. Then it's like, okay, they're not going to do anything about it. But I do like, and maybe that, maybe they're right in there. They're in the, the, the period right now where they're saying like, well, is it going to catch on? Do you know what I mean? Is it going to be something that people get extra scared about? Because I think that's also sometimes what they do. They throw Fishing lines out for certain scare tactics, fear porn, uh, fear mongering ideas, and they throw it out and they see if anyone bites on it. And then if the people bite on it, then they push it further into the media, the news, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know. I can see that, and you've seen we've seen it in the past anyway. Whoa, you just punched, dinner's ready. You just punched your friggin'. <laughs> Um, water bottle but what were you saying and i was almost when you guys were talking about is uh this disease x i forget how you worded it but basically you were saying like the redo of where covid went wrong or something along those lines was covid just a test and this is more like the beta yeah the beta like the beta launch and then they're gonna there's they're looking to do alpha yeah and it's like i see that as well and then i'm also wondering was covid just like the d senses it a desensitization. Boom, she got it. And Woo! Okay, legislation, all right? <laughs> oh, you're making fun of me now? Yeah. Um, all right, let's not go back to that horrendous anyways, introduction you did earlier let's not. in the show. There were some actual good ones. I took wish. you. It took you, that was your 11th take of you trying to do that. We're not going to talk about this because you're not going to take blame for ruining my first two intros. And my third take was all right. Anyway, what were you saying? I was saying, you know, maybe the COVID was a desensitization, whatever. So that the people that didn't believe <laughs> and were against the vaccine, now disease X comes around. And now we're like, we've been here before. Fuck that. And now everyone else is like, well, they were right last time. All these conspiracy theorists were right last time. So why should we hide in our house this time? And then boom, everyone's dead because, you know, we... Felt we didn't fall for their tricks last time, so we think we're strong this time, and then we fall this time. I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah, maybe. Just a thought. I don't know. I don't buy any... 
per usual, I don't buy anything the media really says, and I don't think you should either, ladies and gentlemen, because most of it's horseshit. I don't. I literally don't watch TV or the news or anything. I don't know what's going on until I come here. What do you do in your spare time? You don't want to know. They no, would take me. Do. They would see me unfit and take me. So just give me like a a hint. It's depressing. Give me a small window into the realm of Kristen. I sit. You sit? I walk around. I sit. You walk and you sit. Yeah, I walk in circles in my apartment. Basically, I log on to work in my apartment, 7 a.m. I wake up. I dread logging on. I log on. Well, I take a shower. Then I log on. And then... I whine about it all day till five o'clock rolls around. I look out my window. I'm like, oh, shit, it's already dark out. Well, how many hours till I can go to bed? So I'll like maybe eat something. Probably not because I don't really care to cook a whole meal for myself. And yeah, like I said, it's depressing. So I walk around for the three hours. I pet my cat. I maybe draw something or do something. You pet your cat. And then I lay down and I sit there and I wait to go to work again the next day. It so sucks. here's my other question to you, Kristen. Why are you such a sad bag of fuck? You, that's why. No, because, because I found my freaking best friend dead. You know this. <laughs> it made me sad. That's the only reason. There's um, no other reasons. I think fundamentally, it's the lack of love in the my life. lack of love. My friends love me and I appreciate them, but there aren't that many. Although the you love have, is strong. You have friends. But I think fund- when you get like neglected of love at a very, you know, throughout your childhood and those fundamental years, it's been shown that like trauma, regardless of the type of trauma, it all affects us the same, whether it's a big trauma or a small trauma. But when there's a trauma that's lack of love fundamentally that you didn't get when you you were neglected your knees as a kid, that trauma affects your body and like your your whole life differently. And I think that's the problem. So I'm not using it as an excuse, but I am aware of it. So I'm like trying to work. No, I just became more self-aware of all these patterns and conditioning that I was brought up to believe. And like all these things, like, you know, I don't know. I like today I was getting gas and there was a girl in front of me getting gas. And so I, you know, she was just waiting there. She wasn't actually getting gas. She was parked hogging the, the gas pump. Did you fight her? No, I just pumped my gas. I got back in my car and I waited for it to fill up. And I'm just like, what the hell is this lady doing? And then all of a sudden I see her like whip, like, you know, flail her credit card out the driver window. And her boyfriend, her husband rolls up in his own separate vehicle in his work clothes, pulls up, grabs her credit card, chisels away the ice on her gas cover and pumps her gas for her and then leaves. He didn't get a hug. I don't even think he got a thank you. And I'm like, wow. I'm like... I'm so traumatized by that act that I was expecting him to, like, yell at her for doing something nice. You know what I mean? Just because, like, that's happened to me in the past. So that's an example there where I'm, like, fucked up and I realize that I'm fucked up because normal people don't do something nice for somebody and then hold it against them afterwards. So I'm, like, unlearning all these things that I've experienced. So that's why I'm such a sad sack of shit. I didn't say sad sack of shit. I said sad bag of fuck. Oh, same thing, right? Which one is uglier? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Probably the sack of shit. Uh, sack of shit's grosser. Sack of fuck is more just like, I don't know, funny. Thank God Ron's back because we got to fire Tristan. Wait, you hear no. what he calls me? He called me a sad sack of fu- bag of fuck. <laughs> That's real nice. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. So this guy that that pumped his girlfriend's gas. Yeah. You felt like he shouldn't have done that? 
No, I, in, like I'm, je- I'm witnessing it. Because I wasn't she, jealous. She had a guy that showed up in a car and pumped gas. No, after watching the whole thing, because that's kind of retarded, in my opinion. Like it was like I was I'm not going to drive to the gas station where my girlfriend is and be like, and not even get a hug. Yes, I'll, pu- I'll pump your gas. Like no, get out and do it yourself. Like he was chiseling the, the ice this? off, and I could hear him say, like, it's not you know, like did you press the button? And she like opens the door, looks at it with like this evil eyes, kind of gets out, doesn't even give him a hug, and just like slams the door again. And I'm like, what the hell? So in my mind, I'm watching <laughs> it, and I'm like, this guy just left work to come here and pump her gas for whatever reason because she couldn't do it herself. She's not even being nice to him. I'm expecting to him to to react and be like you know upset about that was and there like a, he is just smiling not even smiling but just kind of like chiseling the ice faster how trollish was she was she, was she like a cave troll status or you know i don't know like uh she was like um what's that girl from uh that jersey shore is that the name of the show snoozely yeah that girl the yeah, freaking snoozely snookums or whatever snoozely. what the hell's her name snoozely I think it's Sleazebag. What is it? What's her name wrong? I think it's Snooky. I didn't watch it, but I think it was Snooky, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was Snoozly. And if you think Snooky's attractive or that type of troll is attractive, First of good all, for you. The, the only time I can even ever watch any sort of Jersey Shore show is if I'm so hungover that I just need mindless television. I need to feel better about myself. Second of all. So I'll watch somebody lose a tampon in their body. Though <laughs> <laughs> the Jersey Shore... Many shows like it are complete trash, and they're just so bad in every aspect and bad for pretty much every aspect of humanity. But also, too, like ugh, programming I, the, the people. Well, yes, it's probably just Jim Tan Laundry. Pro, yeah, it's programming people to just be complete dirt fucks. But also, it's just like the people are disgusting that go to shows. Like, someone sent me a clip of, like, I don't even know. It's, like, Jersey Shore episode or season, like, 27. They had that many seasons? I don't fucking know. But whatever. And it's just, like, these same people from, like, season one are all sitting around a table, like, whatever, doing something. Someone was, like, a drunk fuckbag, so they were, like, talking about it. And doing this whole redemption thing. But they just all looked so disgusting. Every single person looked like they... From that tanning. It's like their tan, their hair. They clearly had work done. All the chicks had, like, these fake tits, like, these puffed-out lips, Mm. like, cheekbones that looked like they were, like, had a Lego piece implanted under their skin. It's just, like... Was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Speaking of um, clips, did you happen to see the clip on X where that Trump had reposted where that trucker is going through those protesters? Any white, he like ran one over. There's like hundreds of, maybe even, I don't know, thousands. There's Was a this lot the tractor of, trailer? Yeah, the tractor yeah. trailer. You can tell he clearly steps on the brake from a while back. He's laying on his horn and they're still, like he's trying to stop. And then he slams into that person and he's still trying to stop and he stops. What I don't understand about that video is why did he stop? Because he, because he hit someone. Uh, he didn't mean to clearly. And then the freaking people, like that's, to me, like you're... You're able to defend yourself and kill somebody if your life is in imminent danger. And if I was in a tractor trailer truck and there were thousands of people running towards my truck and like crawling all over, you're damn right I'd be fucking driving through them too because I'd be scared of my life. That was my, my life. That was my point. He shouldn't have stopped. But yeah, so that's a big problem. They're trying to come up with laws now that if you impede travel on highways during a protest, that's against the law. Like I don't. 
Like, I think the right to protest is is something that you should have, right? But but don't be jerk-offs about it. Yeah, you know, like these uh, climate protesters or these Palestinian protesters or the Israeli protesters, whatever. It's all all on the same camps. It does nothing. They, they, they yes. bomb, but they're blocking. They're gluing themselves to the road, the climate protesters. And you got these other people that are just blocking off major highways, like they blocked off this major highway that was going to one of the tunnels in New York City. I mean, you are disrupting people's people's ability to get to work, do their jobs and everything. Yeah, but that's just that's all you're doing though. And you're causing more toxic gases to like, enter the environment. Protesting does Well, you're not putting nothing. anybody It fuck, doesn't do anything. You're not putting anybody on your side for your cause by but doing also that. But like like if you are somebody that is like for the world, right? And you're like trying to change the world cuz you're a humanitarian or some stupid idiot like that. Um, and then you like the way you're going to do that is like you're going to lay across a fucking highway and like block traffic and you're going to make some fucking sad bag of fuck who like is just trying to probably get to his nine to five fucking shitty job that he's worked for 20 plus years like an hour late like you're doing nothing. For humanity, you're yeah, just that ma- guy's gonna kill himself in the bathroom. You're making this guy who probably might not have a great life in the first place, and like the only thing that might be keeping him, him going in the first place is this shitty fucking job that like he might be getting a raise at, or he's supporting his family with, or like he's paying his fucking car with, paying off his car with, or whatever. Like, like you're doing nothing but making that person's life more fucking miserable and harder than it has to be and you're affecting no change you're just make you're putting your life in danger one you're putting the other person's life in danger and you're just making somebody else's or multiple people's life lives more shitty and for what it's like my great idea from all that is okay i love animals so much and i want to help them and raise awareness to like supporting animal kindness and you know okay so what am i going to do here's my idea you're going to lay down on a freeway i am going to get a giant rat trap and i'm gonna set it on myself i'm gonna run into it set it off and lay on the highway and then i'm gonna save all the animals by doing that yeah (laughs) this is the thing protesting does nothing it literally does nothing it may raise a little bit of awareness if there are signs with good statistics like the one that i did in concord for um like the missing children like before I did that, I didn't know 900,000 kids, women Damn. and children a year in the U.S. go missing. You've been under a rock, Kristen? Well, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know the actual number of people that aren't even found, ever found or accounted for. Like, if you're going to do a protest, do as the the German, is it the German farmers? Oh, spray the shit everywhere? That's a protest. <laughs> yeah, those type of people I could That's get That's a fucking with. protest so because you're... you're you're going after people that actually affect change in your community. Yeah. You're disrupting their lives. Not fucking Bill, who fucking just works a shit job in a cubicle from nine to five for 40 plus years. You're going after the people that are actually making the lives and, and changing yeah. stuff. And like, that's one way to do it. If you're going to protest, like, I feel like that puts a clear message. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. so let's talk about a protest I saw the other day. And then I want to play devil, devil's advocate on the CWD slash mad cow disease, and that'll finish off the show. Maybe. So, so you, uh, did you see the pro-Palestinian protest they had at the White House? 
And the White House must have knew it was coming because just a day prior to that or two days leading up to that, they had they put fences all around the perimeter mm-hmm. of the White House, right? And there were people actually breaching that fence. They were getting inside. How was that not an insurrection? Was that a mostly peaceful protest on the White House? And here's the thing. There was nobody at the White House when this was going on. There was only staff there. And they were like, well, we got to evacuate the staff or we're telling the staff to go home. How are they going to get out? Seriously. Are they just going to go downstairs and hide in a bunker? But the but the point is, it got pretty rad down there. I've watched a bunch of videos and it's like, okay, how how is how is breaching the White House grounds any different than breaching the Capitol? Just a little food for thought. Okay, I don't know how you guys uh, got off on that tangent when I left for five minutes, <laughs> but I want to I want to ask a question from a different angle when we're talking about chronic wasting disease or mad cow disease, right? I'll answer it for you. What is the, and we're going to bring the WEF back into it. Ooh, Klaus Schwab. And, and their friends, Bill Gates, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, William Gates. How do they, first off, know that this is going to be a problem? Is CWD actually a scare tactic? Is it a nothing burger? Is Mad Cow a nothing burger? Because remember how fast Mad Cow disappeared? It was in the news everywhere, and then all of a sudden it wasn't in the news anymore, right? Now, they're not talking a lot about chronic wasting disease on the news. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen a single news report about it. But we're seeing a lot of news reports about disease X, right? So what is the one thing that the World Economic Forum and all their cronies been pushing for to help climate change, you need to stop eating so much meat Damn it. because of the cow farts uh, and not joking on that. That's legitimately what they're saying, causing all the methane, <laughs> the environmental impact of raising all this cattle. Did you know that one of the largest importers of cattle in the world and beef is actually the country of India? And that may sound counterintuitive because in India, cows are actually sacred. Right. That's weird. But apparently it's not to all of them because they raise, and I guess it's pretty good quality beef too. Now, we know that a really superior quality beef comes from South America. Is that that like like massaged? What's it called? Uh, it's like a four-letter word or something. Well, you're probably thinking of Kobe beef or stuff like that, which is technically has its roots in Japan. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what is the other one? The Kobe beef, there's another one. Isn't it because of W or something? Oh. Uh, Wagyu. Wagyu, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, again, I believe has its roots in Japan. You know, uh, just real quick, not to get off topic, but I've seen pictures of Wagyu, Wagyu beef. Oh, look at the marbling. And all I can see is a lot of fat and a lot less meat. Is that supposed to make it tender? Is it sp- I mean, I've never had a piece of Wago beef, so I really shouldn't say anything because I would definitely give it a try. But they're telling everybody you gotta you got to stop eating meat. Well, you know what? Say they implemented some program, and we all know the whole, you know, they want you to eat the crickets, Right. Say these fuckers get to do what they want to do, and it's only if the masses let them do it. 
Now, you brought up the, the farmers' protest in Germany. That just gives you an example of how the many can show the few just what they think of what they're trying to implement on them. And that is all, and all these laws were based on climate change and climate action, telling these farmers that they had to stop doing this. You're, you're not going to get no fertilizer. You're not going to this. You're not going to that. You're, gonna, you're only going to be able to raise X amount of beef per farm. And the amount of beef that they're allowed to raise doesn't even cover the cost, right? So, so you know, farming is already a tough gig. Like, my hat is off to any farmer, and especially generations after generation that have just, every year it's the same drill. you got to borrow money from the government to get through that year until you can sell off your stuff. And then when they screw up the pricing, when they do price fixing, now the farmers can't get the amount of money they need to break even, and now they're trying to make it worse. And this is what happens like in Germany, and I want to say they also did it in France, there uh, or in uh, also in Belgium, which is between. Actually, Belgium is between France and Germany, so you know that whole region, right? These people just said, "Hey, look at we are not doing this, and this is what we're going to. This, this is how we're going to show you how we're not going to do it, right?" And they're getting results over there because they're already backing down. So this is what the country of the United States and all these other countries need to do to fight these climate activists. You need to just let them know and show them somehow or some way that you selected few hypocritical assholes that are flying in your private jets and doing all the things that you're telling everybody else that we're not allowed to do. And again, another sidebar. I saw a report... That in Davos, Switzerland, all the sex workers were booked. There wasn't a single sex worker that was available for work. They were all booked. Now, who is booking <laughs> these fucking sex workers? Ron Lane. While you're at the WEF conference in Davos, bringing in all these elite elite people into this area for this, uh, this climate change or their annual meeting. It's going to be a good time. But every sex worker has been booked. But you're telling us it's not okay to do certain things. Now you're telling us it's not okay for us to eat beef. Where is it held? In Davos, Switzerland. Maybe there's some weird laws there. Could be. Like, Could be. Well, like, prostitution evidently is legal there. Like Amsterdam, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's a ways from there, but same idea. But yeah, but you know what I mean. But okay, so say, say everybody just lays down, like they laid down at the beginning of COVID and just took whatever they said and did it. All the people that are coming down with myocarditis, periocarditis, fucking brain aneurysms, dropping dead. Hey, I can tell you, I cruise my Facebook feed occasionally. There isn't a single day that doesn't go by where there's at least two or three people like in the state that have quote unquote died suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just after saw. after a brief illness. So so say you know, say they enact some type of thing where beef, chicken, and pork, the three major things, and fish. I'm surprised they haven't come up with a disease for the fish, although they've been pushing the mercury. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't eat so much fish. It's got mercury in it. Well, okay, so I'll take my chances on that. You know what I mean? I don't really think mercury is as deadly as they want us to believe Sardine, that it is. Sardines and, like, lead. 
Yeah. Or arsenic or one of them. Yeah. Or some, or, or mercury also. And, uh, and here's the thing with that, right? Like, like I have this theory that they want, they don't want people to be anywhere near mercury because mercury can be used to make free energy. All right. If you want to go back into the whole Tartaria thing, I find that very interesting, but let's, but let's not go that, go in that direction right now. Okay. So what are people going to say? Like, like all my hunter friends, well, you know, uh, if the shit hits the fan, I, I got, you know, I know how to hunt. I'll have plenty. I'll, you know, be able to shoot deer or moose or bear or whatever and eat it, right? Harvest wild animals. Not if they have cross wasting disorder. And I get it. And I get that. So, but exactly, Buckley. So now are they taking something that is a potential nothing burger in chronic wasting disease and using it to induce fear in the people? So that when beef, chicken, and pork is not available, people are going to start hunting more, and they're going to start harvesting wild animals, and they're going to say, well, you better not eat that because you're probably going to get sick. Look at that angle right there. Is this all fear-based? I mean, personally, I think there's something to it, yes, but also like the point that Buckley brought up, is it really a serious thing? Well, I think that's the big play of the, all the elite shit is like the getting you to buy into it, right? It's that whole thing with like kind of consent where it's like they'll say X, Y, and Z to get you to make the decision yourself to do something that they want you to do. And it's kind of similar. Do you know what I mean? And I think a big part of the way that these elites operate is like the the energy sucking, right? We talk about that all the time. The getting you to give your own consent but before that they manipulate and fearmonger the shit out of you like that's something that they do all the time and it's like if you stop buying into the fear it makes them so much less powerful and, right and that's like a big message that like people need to know because it's like the whole it's just like a covid if you didn't buy into any of that, yeah, there was probably some things you had to do a little differently, right? Because stuff was shut down X, X, Y, and Z. But in reality, if you weren't afraid, like myself, just did your own thing. Or Life you, was good, right? It wasn't Quiet really out there. that. It wasn't really that bad. Probably the worst part about it was just other people. That you knew, like being like, oh, you got to get vaccinated, or oh, you got to wear the mask, or oh, you got to be careful, you got to, you got to social distance. Like that was probably the worst part about it. Like everything, and else that was like, based on people being fucking brainwashed. You remember when we had to walk right. a certain way up an aisle in the grocery store? Like oh. all the air is in the same building, but you got to walk up this way, and this person's got to walk. You're passing each other and breathing in the same air that you just like. What the fuck? So I feel kind of bad i don't really feel bad but like i never did the right arrow I, I yeah like i whipped into some market basket i think it was the ghetto basket and and uh in concord <clears throat> and like the, like mass required day i didn't have a mask on yeah no i whipped in there i had to grab like one thing it was like one of those things where you just had to grab like toilet paper or like whatever paper towels probably tp probably you. probably if you could get it and yeah right because that, that i forgot that about that shit was like gone it was fucking Audi. There's your sander. But anyway, 
I whip in there, no mask, mask required. There's like all these fucking arrows all over the ground and in and fucking tape. And I like, well, I'm like, whatever. I just got to go down that aisle. <clears throat> and the old people are looking at you like you just stabbed them. Well, I, so I go down the aisle. I need to go down there. I was going, I was going upstream mm-hmm. apparently because the arrow was pointing at me, and I was just like, fuck it, what? I don't care. And there was like this. Old, I never paid attention to this. <laughs> there was this old lady coming up the aisle, and she like stopped. And she like looked at me and she just got all scared and she started like she started looking like like to her side and she had her shopping cart and she was like backing down the aisle. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But this is what I'm getting back to is like Did she go do <laughs> No, I just like grabbed what I had to got I needed and like went back out the way I just came. So I guess I was going the right way then. But like the whole thing with this is like if you give in to the fear then they have more power than like you could even imagine because what they're really after you could say they're after your soul and they're after, you know, your money and they're after your property, your kids, hide your wife, all this shit, right? They're after all that stuff. And, but what they're really after is your fucking, your brain is your consciousness. That's what they really want. Cause if they control that and they, and they can get you to believe anything, then that's how they actually have control over you, and they get you to do whatever they that's want the, you to do. That's the real zombie effect, right there. Right, they're turn they're turning you into a to a perfectly good working specimen of a zombie because yeah. they're going to get you to do anything and everything they want, and it's all going to be based on if you don't do it, well, you're not going to get paid. Your right. social credit score, and that's something else that they're talking about at this year's WEF conference. But don't be afraid to lose is, your job, though. Like, is for a, real? Is a global get fired digital people, currency? Yeah, yeah. You Take know, lots like get, you know, a lot of people quit their jobs because they refuse to get that fucking vaccine, right? Quit or get fired. It's and like, then the people that took the vaccine to keep their jobs, and now when they're getting sick, they're going back to their to, to their boss or whoever, and they're like. Well, we didn't force you to take it. Right. But, like, also, too, it's like, if the worst thing is that you're going to lose your job. Do it. Maybe you should get fired, honestly. Because then you can collect unemployment. Because, like, the like and it, you can collect unemployment. Only if you get fired, not if you quit. Right. Right. But also, too, it's like, it's like, that's like, if that's the most, if that's one of the most things that you're afraid of. Hell, I've been fired like fucking three times. I believe that. I've quit. in the last year. I've quit jobs. I've walked out of jobs. It's like it's not like like society, college, school, your parents, all these people put so much pressure on that. And like it is important because like yes, you do like unless you want to be homeless, which you know might not be that bad honestly if you're on the beach somewhere, right? And it's sunny, fuck it. But like people society puts so like oh don't you don't want to lose your job. You don't want to lose your job. Maybe you actually do want to lose your fucking job. You don't know. Have you ever been fired? Have you ever walked out of a job? Have you just fucking quit because you're sick of it? Oh, sick of doing that shit? Just fucking quit then. Like, it's not the worst thing on planet Earth. I'm not saying actively go out and try to get fired or, or lose your job. But when it comes to certain things like infringements on your rights, your civil rights, um, you know, people trying to control you when they shouldn't be able to control you and, and control things that you are supposed to have your own, you know, sovereign state over yourself, then those are the things that you should be like, all right, well, this fuck this job because it's not that important. And guess, and guess what else? 
guess guess what else? There's plenty of other fucking jobs out there. There's so many fucking jobs. And you can just work for your fucking self, too. Or you can get into something completely different. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is, like, well, you had back. The, you had that battle when you had that new job there. You got there last year, and they said, oh, well, you've got to get this. And then you're like, yeah, well, I'm not doing that. And then you were granted your religious exemption, weren't you? Yeah. I. I uh, but then you ended up quitting that job not too long after that. But, but I guess what I'm really trying to say is, like, you really only have, like, you don't have to just fit into the boxes that society wants you to fit in and into and the things that, like, society thinks you should believe or feel or act or do or that you think you need to act, do, feel, whatever, X, Y, and Z. Like, you don't have to necessarily. And when it comes to certain things like, oh, I'm going to lose my job, like, yes, there are more important things than just fucking losing your job like your fucking freedom your rights being a a independent person being a free-willed person not being controlled necessarily by like corporations and shit like that and that like comes down to your conscious mind and bring and and break breaking out of the cycle of like active societal norms and like i think if you're stuck in like this thing where you're you're stuck in those societal norms like you got to start you got to listen to your your gut i think that i think that's what it comes down to a lot is because it's like lots of times when you're doing something and you ha- have that voice or that feeling or whatever in the back of your head or the back of your mind and you're like ah and you know, it just doesn't you're doing it anyway trust me because i've done it where you just go along cuz you're doing it anyway but there's this voice in the back of your head that's like no this is fucking bullshit this is fucking stupid like this is retarded. Like, why are you doing this? But you could you do it anyway. I've done it. Everyone's fucking done it. Like, you gotta start listening to that stuff more, especially especially now because like the excessive, rampant desire to control your consciousness, your mind, your actions, uh, the narratives, the propaganda, the, everything that's embodying your existence is at full capacity and it's raining down on you like a shit storm. Like, this is the time. Make him stop. Don't you think that... <laughs> yeah, but seriously, though. But, but you get what I'm saying, right? No, but, yeah, sure. 100%. But seriously, this is what everybody needs to do collectively. I mean, look at this shit that they're trying to pull. They're trying to pull this DEI, diversity... Uh, what's the other one? Diversity, equity, inclusion, the, the whole ESG thing. And now they're hiring people to fly airplanes that aren't even qualified. Uh, just to give you one example. Oh, let's, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's getting fucking ridiculous, you know, uh, and just bring something into it. Now, now I know nobody likes to talk about politics. I like to talk about politics. I am so fucking happy that Trump kicked ass in Iowa and in and you know of course Nikki Haley who has spent oh my God. she's got 68 million dollars to spend the other day my wife brought the mail home there was six Nikki Haley mailers in the mailbox and she's like oh my god this is ridiculous she couldn't even fucking beat Ron DeSantis in Iowa and she's saying, well, I'm not concerned about him. It's me and Trump. And it's like, okay, Trump just blew you out of the fucking water. She won in one county by one vote. <laughs> and that was only because 
Democrats and something there was something funky how they did that. And it was a college town, so that makes sense, right? So now they're coming to New Hampshire. And remember I said before you watch, they're gonna make they're gonna they're gonna encourage Democrats because Biden is not on the ballot. They're gonna encourage Democrats to vote for Nikki Haley just to take the vote away from Trump. Mm-hmm. While they were just interviewing uh, a lady, uh, obviously ultra liberal, on the news, and she came out and said, "No, I'm, I'm a Democrat, and I'm voting for Nikki Haley, and I'm not going to vote for her in the in the general election, but I'm going to vote for her in the primary just to take a vote away from Trump." She fucking said that, and you know that that's what's going to that's their plan, right? <clears throat> I mean, and now there was supposed to be a big debate, I think tonight or tomorrow night at Saint Anselm's College, and. Nikki Haley said, no, I'm not interested in debating Ron DeSantis. I want to debate Trump, but he's running away from me. And I'm like, fucking Trump ain't running away from you. He cares so little about you that he ain't even going to give you the fucking time of day. You couldn't even beat DeSantis in Iowa. But you watch. I'm telling you right now, she's going to do good in New Hampshire. And the only well, reason no, no. the only reason she's going to do good in New Hampshire is all the money she spent here and the fact that they let they will let independents and Democrats vote in the Republican primary, which I think is kind of bullshit. I can see letting independents if you go in it because I'm an independent. New Hampshire has mostly independent voters. If you go in there and you declare Republican, you get the Republican ticket, then you can vote for whoever you want on the Republican side. If you're a Democrat, you should not be allowed to vote in a fucking Republican primary because your vote is only there to skew the numbers and to skew the outcome. And our rhino governor, fucking Sununu, was backing her up. And I just found out that General Baldick, he fucking sold out. So he's on the Nikki Haley fucking train now. Anyways, just an example, Buckley, though. Mm. Of what you were just talking about, how they can push their narrative, tell everybody what to do. Every freaking political commercial you see on TV in New Hampshire is Nikki Haley. (laughs) And we know that she's getting money from the Democrats. The fucking Democrats are bankrolling her campaign just to beat Trump. She's taking money from George Soros, and she's taking money from the Koch brothers, who one of them is dead, thank God. Hopefully the other one will fucking die soon. But the, she's <laughs> taking money from all of these all of these super PACs only to make Trump look bad in New Hampshire. It's really crazy because I think that plan is going to backfire. I hope New Hampshire voters and other voters in the rest of the country, when Super Tuesday comes up and everything comes up, do not be fooled by Nikki Haley's fucking shenanigans. Don't buy into it. If you like DeSantis, fine. Vote for DeSantis. I happen to like DeSantis. Vote for DeSantis. I like DeSantis, but I'm not going to vote for him. I'm not going to vote at all. I like what he did. I like Fuck what, that shit. I like what he did in Florida. Well, if you don't vote, then then that's it, it is what it is. I think everybody should vote. I think you, nobody you know should vote because so, it's a fucking giant scam. Well, it is a scam, but you know, in some countries, it's illegal if you don't vote. Well, fuck but, that. But, but this but, is America, Ron. But point is, you can't go on and on and on and talk about how these people are telling us what to do and this and that. They have got so many people blackpilled on this election that they're going to sit this one out and I think that's a mistake. I'm yep. not telling you what to do. I have I'm just this telling you since. I'm just telling you 
You should go vote, and you I'm should not go vote. Fucking vote. Okay, then don't vote. Then, but, then Ron, don't th- complain about it. Then. I I will complain because I am a human being, and I have opinions and thoughts, and uh, uh, this is goddamn America, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. And also, you know, it's funny, Ron, because it's not like I just have thought this since the whole, you know, uh, defund the election. Uh, you know, scam has been going on, basically trying to get people to lose faith in the election and not want to elect it. Not want well, to they are doing that, right? That's been going on probably yeah. like since mail in ballots, right? Or probably before that, right? So I haven't thought this like <clears throat> since that time period. I literally have thought this since the first time I voted, which I voted for Obama when I was eighteen, and <clears throat> I was like, "Wow, have you voted since then?" I I think I voted for Bernie in the primaries once, and and that was it. So those are the only two times that I voted. And but like essentially that first time I ever voted, I was like, "This is fucking stupid. It made no difference. This is a scam. Like, why did I do this? This this is is dumb." And you know, I had a, a high school English teacher tell me like, "Oh, you got to vote. Such it's like your most important right is to vote that you have. Like, is it though?" That's not your most important fucking right, I don't think, or what your most important thing that you have to do as a, an American citizen. There's so much other more important shit you could do, try to do, like just, well, try to be a good person, you know, try to uh, have self-growth, try to, you know, be a good person to your family, your friends, all this shit. There's so much more important stuff that you could be doing as an American citizen than just fucking voting. Because I do think voting is just, it's just a fucking scam. And, you know, he said, my English teacher in high school, I remember this, he said, well, you know, you, you got to vote. It's important. It's your right. You're not going to vote because it's, it's your right. And I was like, well, yeah, it's my right to vote, but it's also my fucking right not to vote. And then people like, Ron, I'm not trying to give you shit, but like, well, if you're not going to vote, then don't complain about the results. And it's like, no. No, you should. I can no, fucking I'm complain wrong. You should, you should be able to complain. I can say whatever the hell I want because I'm American. <clears throat> and one of those things that I'm going to say is that I think the entire voting electoral system is a giant fucking scam and that is the reason why i don't vote no i get that i get that 100 percent. listen i don't vote i don't vote in every election but but i do believe i do believe that enough people need to vote because if not and and you know voting is a scam i mean we just saw that in 2020 right right we saw all the shenanigans that the left and the ultra liberals did and we know that they did it and they pound it on the news 24-7 how there was no proof of election fraud when there is a monstrous amount of proof that there was election fraud. So in, unless they plan on sending military to every voting station, then I don't see how they can't just do that again. They did it in right. 2020. They did it in the midterms in 2022. We know that for a fact. So who's to say that they can't pull it off again? I just think people are going to get out there and they need to vote for what they think is going to be the best option. Now, have you ever have you ever wondered why Biden never put himself on the ballot in New Hampshire? No. Because if he's not on the ballot and Democrats don't have to vote for him, they can vote for somebody else. Hmm. And it's as simple as that. Okay. He was not put on the ballot. On purpose. He is not even fucking campaigning. Yet they give Trump a hard time for not campaigning, which he actually is. 
You know, he's had two or three rallies in New Hampshire in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them fucking sold out standing room only. Mm. Nikki Haley can't even get 40 people at a town hall. <laughs> she is a fucking globalist. She is propped up by somebody must have told Sununu to do what he was fucking told. But it all comes down to what you said, Buckley. More people need to stop doing what we're being fucking told. And you're starting. I'm fucking serious. I am. And, and I you're know. and you're starting to see it. Yeah. You're seeing it everywhere. People are pushing back, like what they're doing in Germany, like what they're doing in France and Belgium. They're saying, "Fucking enough is enough. We're not playing this bullshit anymore. We're not going to eat crickets. We're not going to take your fucking poison vaccines." And now they're trying to sneak the COVID nineteen vaccine on the childhood vaccine protocol. So there you go again. All right. So Let's we just close up the shop, Ron. We just wanted to give you all a little introduction into what the elites might have planned. We're going to get deeper into chronic wasting disease. We're going to get into mad cow disease. We're going to get into Kuru. Kuru. We're going to get into a few Kuru. other things. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting series. Uh, that we're going to do, we're going to take, we're going to take a different approach for different for each uh, episode in the series. One kind of like this introduction. Okay, we just give you a, kind of a, like a base outline, kind of our thoughts. We're going to look at it from a serious aspect, like really what could it do. Then we're going to get into the conspiratorial part of it, and then if we can get some guests on that want to come in and talk about it, great. If they don't have time or they don't want to be bothered to talk about it. I will just read all their papers and I'll fucking cite them in the uh, in the episodes and I'll put a link there so that they get credit for it and there's not a fucking thing they can do about it. Boom. So anyways, Kristen, do you have any closing words? My birthday is Saturday. Boom. Yay. You're going to be 22 again? Yeah, you don't have to like divulge. That. You don't have to divulge. What do you want to do for your birthday? I'll be 33, so if everybody spent, sends me $33, then... Oh, she's the cabal number. <laughs> what am I going to do? I don't know. I don't have any plans. You should no. skip right over 33 because that's the occultist birthday. I'm excited for 33. Well, well, I well just... I'm probably not going to see you, so I'll say happy birthday right now. Thanks. And I hope you have a good birthday. Buckley, what do you have for closing words? <laughs> I want to wish Kristen a very, very miserable birthday. I hope it's terrible. Mm. And you cry. Probably no. will. Thanks. Just joking. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, my closing words are just be wary of the illusion of choice because that's what I think the election process is. It's this illusion of choice basically set up so you look like you feel like you have a decision on what's going on. And, you know, the outcome of the community or the country that you live in. But in reality, you don't. It's no different than, um, you know, going to the mall, these fake malls that are set up. And where you have all these different choices of things you can buy, but relatively they're kind of all the same and probably, you know, owned by a lot of the same people. But it's supposed to make you feel like you're doing something and that you're happy with the choices of the things that you're buying. Similar to Netflix, and Hulu, and HBO, and Amazon Prime, and Apple TV, and all these other fucking apps you have, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, they're all there, so you have choices, this illusion of choice, I have illusion of choice to watch Netflix, or Hulu, or HBO, I get to pick, but in reality, they're all owned by the same people, same with fucking apps, 
I have to. I'm, I like Instagram. I like Facebook. I like uh, Twitter. I like uh, Snapchat. Illusion of choice to make you feel like you have Snapchat. Make you feel like you have a decision what you're picking to keep you content and happy. So be wary of that. And those are my closing words. That is all. All right, everybody. Listen, I'm not going to be around next week. I have no idea what these guys have planned, but you're going to get what you get. It's Uh, a surprise. So anyways, yeah, so they'll figure that out. Uh, That's actually if I do end up going on vacation. Oh, you're going to stay? I don't know. It's the plan. I'm supposed to go on vacation, but we'll see how it works out. We're excited for you to be gone, Ron. (laughs) I I think everybody around me would be excited for me to be gone. No. Uh, But anyways, uh, so anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And you know where to find me on Instagram at Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet podcast page. And you can find me on X slash Twitter at Ron from NE. You can find Kristen on Instagram at ethereal.ghost919. And you can find Mr. Buckley at Tristan.a.buckley also on Instagram. And go Boom. join the Telegram chat. I haven't. I checked in there the other day. Really, wasn't much going on in there. It's been kind of quiet. I see, Davy's slamming away at the keys on there. Oh yeah. Every notification I get is Davy. Davy Wavy. Davy Wavy. I'll be on his podcast so, next Tuesday. Oh, you oh, are. Nice. Yeah. Okay, very good. Damn so, it, you beat me. So, uh, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, uh, actually, I was Buckley, chosen first. Buckley has all the equipment to do a really good podcast from his house, and he hasn't done that yet. But anyways, uh, so Ron, maybe, I'm busy. Well, maybe you guys can test that out while I'm gone and just do a podcast. Like, I'm not going to his house. Uh, no, no, just what? Do it, just do it on Zoom. <laughs> like, like you've never been to my house. Before. I would never go back if you were there. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you got, I invite you into my home. Carly invited me. No, I invited you. No. All right, everybody. Listen, thank you for the emails. Uh, We've got some pretty interesting ones lately. We'll probably get into those next time I'm back. Uh, But if you've got anything you want to share with us, go ahead and email us at thewickedplanetpodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to get out of here. It's freaking cold outside. It's icy. And I guess it's going to be really cold this weekend. So, but it is January. So we got to expect it to be cold once in a while. It is, we're halfway through January, which means, you know, when I get back from my trip, I think it's going to be actually February. 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 Have a beer on me. So I'm enjoying a Samuel Adams. <laughs> that was gay, Ron. <laughs> Everyone just sent you a bill. A, a oaked vanilla porter. Gross. Buckley's drinking the cold snaps. Classic Kristen, cold snaps. Kristen drinking her water. So. Now she's hitting that weed pen pretty hard. That Berkey water. All right, Kristen. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. Buy a candle. DeerandCrow.com. See ya. Iran for New England. Signing off. <laughs> Buckley out. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wicked Planet podcast. We are... Live currently in studio, but by the time you hear this, we will be previously unalived, and this is a terrible start. But anyways, oh no, you can start over because I think you went too early. Anyways. Okay. Whew. All right. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> what episode number is this? Well, now yeah, I guess you don't have to do the episode number. Well, yeah, yeah I do. it's your intro, so you come up with what yeah, you, you can want. Start completely over. <clears throat>
Better be good, though. Don't fuck it up. Okay, give me a second. Shit. What number is it? 144. Oh, yeah. We're not going to press record. And, okay, so I can just keep going because you're going to edit that out. Gotcha. All so right. Recording right now. Yep. All right. Welcome back to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 144. I am sitting next to a Squatch, and I'm also joined in studio by... A man of too many words, not enough knowledge, but he tries his best. Tristan, how's it going? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Also in studio, a man with very high mileage and countless dreams with a lack of real estate to store them. Ron, where did you go? His chair's empty right now. <laughs> so. Kristen can do the intro, but I'm going to walk away. That was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> it needs a lot of work. Did you just come up with that yourself on the fly? I mean, I guess, okay. I guess for that, it's not terrible, but. Well, we're using it. Where's your pizzazz? I forgot that part. The pizzazz? Kristen, you need an alter. You need an alter air, on air uh, personality. Like Jim Morrison. Ahoy. Has Jimbo when he drinks and he gets really... Welcome to the Wicked Planet podcast where we talk about comedy. That's what we're listed at as comedy. I thought this was a conspiracy podcast. This is ASMR. Are you sick? <clears throat> Have a saltine. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus help us. Lord baby Jesus help us once again. Somebody. If anyone's ever wondering why I always want to disbar Kristen from coming on the show, this is why. Hey, at least I'm not taking albitrol sulfate inhalation aerosol. She's like, let me, I'm going to do, I want to do the. No, actually I was I want to do the intro. I want to do the intro. Every week for months. You guys are always just Every single week for months. She's like, I'm going to do the intro. Uh, uh." And that's like, okay, go. And then she's like, well, no, 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 next week. I'm going to do it next week. And that's like, next week rolls around. And then I do it and no one is even here for it except for. And then. This fucking idiot. And then <laughs> we're like, okay, it's next week. You're going to do the intro. And, and then, then she's Ron's like, well, always like, this is next week's, last week's, next week's, tomorrow. Ooh, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'll do it next week. So imagine that happening for months on end. Yes. Pro- probably years. Yeah. And then when the time actually comes, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. That's what you come up with. That's what you put out. That's what you do. I mean, I'm not surprised because of your whole, like, Ron Lane joke thing. Oh yeah, had. that was going to be in there too. And Shit. you rode you rode that to like the very. I'm going to bring it up the again. Very very shallow grave that you'll be buried in. That's where you'll also find that joke. But you just kept riding it like a horse. I was going to bring it again. I forgot that. A downtrodden horse looking for hay and water can never find it, and its hooves are bleeding because its horseshoes His fell off. Hooves. That's you, Kristen. What do you have to say? Have for you yourself? ever never touched a horse? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? First Wait, of all, have you ever have you ever seen this? Have, you, have I ever touched a horse? Yeah, have you ever even touched a horse? Actually, now that you mention it, where's your hat? What happened to you? Where'd you even go? To stoke the stove. Such an old man thing to do. Stoking the fire. Well, it's cold out. 
He sat. He got a couple of rocks in in his rocking chair. All right. So what are you guys doing? What are we I doing? I guess I got to do it again. Kristen just introduced the show and it was terrible. All right. We'll do it again then. All right. Ready? Three, two. I'll start on my own terms. I don't need that. One. Welcome back to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 144. We are coming at you currently live from a location that actually I do know where it is, even though Buckley, whatever you guys call him, likes to pretend that only him and Ron know. But anyways, what, what anyways, is this garbage? anyways, welcome to, I don't want to do it, okay? You guys fucked me up. <laughs> right, just let her do her thing. All right, three. You're, you're going to stop. Okay, hold on. There's so much pressure. One. <sighs> I don't need you. I don't we're need, make, I don't need trying, I'm trying to make you have a mental breakdown. You were doing On f- air, because it would be hilarious. My first one was great, and you walked away. You, you did were, walk away. That's not a good sign, Ron. You were doing fine. Well, so just go. Stop interrupting, and you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stare at you. 